afternoon, welcome back to the Skills Room. This is Off Script with myself, uh, Cookie, and the East Coast Iniesta, Mr. Lewis, right to the side. I just want to thank everybody for all the support so far you're showing to these podcasts. It's amazing to see how many people are watching and listening to them. So we do thank you uh, continuously for continued support of the podcast. Right, that's all that gibberish out of the way. Over to you, Mr. Wright, to introduce our lovely guest. Evening, Cookie. Um... We have an absolute corker today. Um, I cannot wait. There's lots of stories coming up, especially for the people who are listening who are uh, true Boston United fans. Uh, we've got the one and only Mr. Nick Jackson. How are you, Nick? I'm all right, thank you. I'm not going to call you Nick. That's the last time I'm calling you during the podcast. You, you're Jacko. You've always been Jacko to me. I don't know why I've called you Nick, to be fair. Um, <laughs> so we've got an absolute corker episode. Um, Cooks, before we get into the nitty gritty with Jacko, did you want to talk about the um, just giving pages? Oh, yeah, of course. Sorry, I forgot to mention that. Uh, yeah, um, so we just set a couple of just giving pages up just to say thank you to the uh, Community Foundation, which me and Wrighty work for, and the NHS for the amazing work they keep doing. Uh, we've had some donations already, so if you could continue to support that, that would be great. And we'll keep providing these podcasts for you. There you go, Wrighty. Love that. <laughs> right, let's get into it. Jacko, how's life at the minute? Big it's news of the night. Big news of the night. Football is returning. What's yeah, I'm happy with that. Happy with that. I missed it. Are you? Have you had news yet? A proper start date for yourself? We had a proper start date, but I think there's there's something in the pipeline about regional league cup games or, or something. Something's nice. happening. Just want to get back out playing. I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah, I'm getting oh, well, old. Bit, yeah, bit well, staying fit. You're a dad now. You've got to be very busy. If fit's looking like a dad bod, then yeah, not too bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh my days! So, um, hopefully, we'll get you back on the pitch ever so soon. Obviously, you're at Whole Beach now. Um, he's skipper. You tend to be skipper most places you go. Uh, no, no, that's that's my good friend Spenny. He's skipper at the minute. All oh, right, you need to get it off him. Um, so. Jacko, like off script normally happens, we normally um, start with uh, your upbringing, the uh, the pathway into the game. Um, where did it all begin for Jacko? Uh, I think it was four four years old. I uh, started a, a place called CMS Coaching. Uh, Carl Smith used to do it. I used to play for the year above because I was one of the youngest. Right. Uh, very good. Enjoyed it. Which moved on to Mark Melson who took over uh, and we had a phenomenal age group. It was uh, BYP, Boston Young Pilgrims was called. Uh, yeah. We won everything in the, the Lynx A-League. It was literally amazing. Um, even we had ties, we had ties with Boston United then before we even had a youth team. We used to get a little pass with your photo on it, which means you got in for free. You just felt like royalty. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, and then uh, we went and moved to FDC. Again, Melly moved us. Uh, just as the, the academy was starting up, Melly moved us across to FDC. For those of us that didn't get into the academy and those that did, we kind of split up, but we still kept a strong enough team. Where was it based? Where, where Locally, where was you um, playing? With uh, it used to be a place called Westfield House we used to play at. It's in right. Wibberton. It's near Garfix Park, across the road. We, we it's a housing down. estate now, right? Yeah, it's a housing estate now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know if the, the field's still there or not, but that, that's where we was based and... That's where we happened. Well, so when Melly moved you across to um, the new one, the the F, what did you say, FDC, was that the same place? It just transferred no. names, or did you move? Somewhere no, else? I think I think we moved actually. From what I remember, I think we moved to Curtin Middlecott as home games. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, so when you was playing for the um, FDC, was you a left back? Uh, we heard on the other podcast, um, like. Somebody was a centre forward. I think it could have been Fieldy, um, and you know Butch was always going to be a a goalkeeper yeah. in his eyes. So did you did you ever dabble in other positions, or was you always no? I think I always wanted to be a striker. I always thought I'll tell you what I can wallop, wallop a ball with my left foot, which was quite a, a rarity. But yeah. uh, I think as soon as I started going into coaching, then realised that I wasn't scared to head the ball at a young age. I think oh, I'll go stand at the back and head that ball. <laughs> which is pretty much the same at 30 years old. <laughs> that's that's a career and that is. is the pathway. Um started young. So um 
obviously you mentioned Melly. Um, did you have any other key key influences as a, as a youngster? Obviously, Melly must have been big for you. Yeah, I, I can't. Melly, Melly really, really did it. He he continues to do it now. He's bringing few few yeah. players that are making it into first team squads or, or league football and things like that. He's he was the main man. He was awesome. And so you you've gone through obviously winning. A lot of stuff. It it sounds like. Um, was you ever scared? Was you on the radar for anyone? No, actually, not that I know of. I, I never never had any offers. I was always just the, the, the fat little left back, really, that <laughs> had a football. So <laughs> nobody was really bothered at what I could do. Just carrying um, a bit. Mate, was you was carrying a bit as a left back? Yeah, yeah, I was. Right. I was a little podgy little guy. Really, <laughs> unbelievable. With um, hard to think now. Now he's so scrawny. Um, <laughs> So he was there on the radar, scouting wise. Melly obviously kept you uh, hidden away. As a yeah, he weapon. did. Uh, I think we folded. We folded at about under fifty, under fourteens, under fifteens, and then I went across to Boston Town. I did. I, I had a trial with Boston United as they set up uh, originally, and they offered me a six-week further trial. I thought, oh, you know what? I'm not bothering. I don't. I don't want to do a next six-week trial and get yeah. let down. So I didn't bother. I went and played at Boston Town. Um, I think played at Boston Town to under 16s. Then uh, I got asked to go to uh, the development squad, the Boston United Academy. I was there for half a season from Christmas, uh, and then obviously moved. Well, I didn't. I got released originally. Wow! I, I got released at under 16s, and then I went to become a builder. And then I remember one pre-season, I got a phone call from Welshie saying about what was happening being demoted to Blue Square North. Uh, there's a space come available. Can we offer you a, a scholarship? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So I docked the tools and being a builder and went and played football for a couple of years. Interesting. I, obviously, I've known you all these years. I never knew you were, you were nearly becoming a builder. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so that answers the next question then. So the youth breakthrough, I was going to say, how did you make it in? Obviously, Welsh picked up the phone to you. Um, seeing who's knocking about on a building site at that time. <laughs> and, I, think uh, I, was, thought, I was the only one that picked up. <laughs> yeah, get Bob the builder in. So, um, so Welsh picks up the phone. You come in. Um, scholarship just out of there. You didn't have to trial. No, he, I remember having the meeting because Boston was still a league club. Uh, he said to me, he said Evans, Evans, Steve Evans wouldn't give him an extra scholarship place, and it might have been an excuse. It might not. It's easy to say that to someone's face. Yeah, yeah. Um, he said, I can't offer another space. He said, I just, I'm not allowed. Uh, and he, he said, I'm really sorry. And that devastated me. I was like, oh my God, I'm not yeah, going to yeah. be a pro footballer now. Um, so yeah, that, that was that. And then uh, he picked up the phone. I think it was, it was during the summer after all the commotion. I think one of the lads left and, and went, to, went, went to Peterborough, I think he did. And then he rung me straight away and said, oh, there's, there's a space available again. Will you come? And I jumped at it and then uh, he said, I'm going to offer you a scholarship. And I was like, oh, no, no, no. I want, I want to do a schoolboy. <laughs> I want to do a schoolboy. Yeah. I, want, I want to be um, getting my grades and things like that as a backup because I've already had this little bit of a, a knockback. I want something to fall back on. But I discussed it um, with mum and dad like you should do. Uh, and they said, no, no, go for it. So I did. I joined the scholarship and it was the best two years I've ever had. Yeah, I know. Obviously, we, we we've spoke many a time, and obviously leading up to this, um, and that's why I know it's going to be a call because I've seen what's coming up. And um, <laughs> you know, the the youth team, like the guys we've had on, and it's it sort of this is why I came up with the concept with Corks about the off script um, to give you guys a bit of a platform because it is generally the best two years of your unbelievable. And I don't think I've 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 known people who's come through the pathway who've gone right do you know what terrible I hate every single second not a chance um so yeah go, just tell us tell us reasons why the youth team days are the best two years honestly you, you play football every day you literally play football every day you get paid for it I know it's not enough not a lot but oh, yeah. you get you get paid for it and you get an education on the side so basically your full-time job is a footballer with an education on the side. I mean, what what else could you want? All right. It's not it's not just that. It's being in the change room with a squad of mates. You literally become a, a little family for two years. 
it's, it's amazing. You get you get into your set routines as well. Uh, you know, you you boys would go training, then go and batter tiffins or whatever it's called up the road. <laughs> yeah, when you get your free bat, free bat, you can't turn that down, can yeah, you? You used to get an allowance back in the day, didn't you? Most of the kids nowadays don't get that. Um, so the players that we obviously on the last podcast with Jono. You, you came up quite a bit um, during his, his talk and stuff. And I listed off a number of different players who are still playing today within the game. Um, he likes the Beckies. Um, like you mentioned James Davis off camera, Lee Beeson and people yeah, like Mitch, that. Um, John, yeah. Mitch, Jono. Um, so, you know, who was sort of the, the standout out of that, that crop of players for you? Apart from yourself, obviously. <laughs> uh, for me... I'd have to, I couldn't give it to one person. We was I feel like it was quite a unique bunch, and I know yeah. I listened to the last podcast. Jono touched on it a little bit that the Boston or the local lads stuck together, and it was the other lads that you're from your Birmingham's, your Burtons, your Newcastle's, your Londons that were kind of uh, not not got not the Boston bit like the Boston boys. About I don't know how to put it. The Boston boys had a, had the bit between the teeth. They had that bit of grit that the others didn't have from out of county. Whereas the other lads out of county had the bit of quality that the Boston boys didn't have. So we had a really unique blend yeah, yeah. that just worked. Uh, going with the quality, uh, three immediately that jump out from my year group would be uh, Mitch Griffiths, Alex Beck, Jono. They're the three that immediately jump out as being, you know what, they, they had something really much about them. Yeah, and they were highly regarded as well highly regarded behind the scenes um, obviously along with yourself um, without obviously embarrassing you too much so um, you know that that was a key success of you know Welsh's time with you as well um, what sort of influence was he on you? He was he was amazing I, I touched on Melly before uh, I think I've been blessed really with some of the coaches I had as a youngster I had Melly and then I had Welshie I mean, yeah. you can't get much better than that, even though he released me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he he was he was amazing. He he yeah. literally he took me under his wing. Um, he he had me the fittest I've ever been, which obviously which comes with full time football. But, but do you think potentially playing for a guy who's just released you, but then he's come back for you, you just knew that boundary and you knew you had to perform, or else that's going to happen again. Yeah, I think that, that I think it was two so years. Two years, I wanted to prove to him that you know what, you made a, a decision there that I don't agree with. Yeah. So I, that's that that bit between our teeth. That's the bit where you want to prove people wrong, and you just dig in deep. Um, every session, he you know, either beasted us or we did something with the balls. But I always wanted to be the best person on that training field. It will come on to one of the stories in a minute. Actually, I know what you've got about <laughs> the beastings, and um, but did, did you for to be a successful defender like? you've become and stuff did you did you ever like work on a lot I know you've got a long throw in your locker yeah uh, is it something you worked on or is it just naturally there what as in defence being a defender yeah being a defender obviously the the long throw you've got yeah I think it it helped as well it helped as well that Welsh was a defender so everything that he said to me was literally gold dust I just literally took it all in Uh, I remember the, the first thing he said or one of the first sessions it was or something it come across is look at the man next to you and if they're better than you you've got to work on it and say well, what have you what have I got to do to be better than them which obviously I've been released I've come in and these boys have all been training together I'm thinking right <laughs> this is it I've got, I've got to do it so anything he said I'm, I'm going to work on so uh, he set as a pre-season plan and I was I was running around with it and field like my life depended on it. And that was before all these fit bits and stuff like that, where you could time yourself. I was literally just running the field. Yeah, and he, yeah. he, I remember he set as a pace uh, on this, this thing. It said a medium, a slow pace, a medium pace, fast pace. I didn't have a bloody clue what was fast pace, medium pace, slow pace. So I just literally <laughs> darted it as much as I could around with it and field. I think I, I don't think they had to mark the pitch out in the end because I've done it with my feet. <laughs> hey. Chris, no. Ray, if you're listening, get Jacko down there. Live down the corner. <laughs> uh, no, no, just, uh, just on that, just a quality bit of advice there for some players coming in. That you just work as hard as you can. 
you, you can you can clearly see there. Don't don't think even if you are if you have got that good bit of quality, don't think you're the best on the pitch because they're the players that don't make it. You have to think I can improve, I can be better, and that obviously that obviously seems like it helped you as well. Yeah, it did. It did definitely did. Yeah, it, you know the development for you, the pace which you went at, and and again not just yourself with all these other boys was just uh, incredible, really. Um, good, good team. So that the lows, obviously being within the youth was probably just before um, when you got that release. But then obviously the high was coming back. Did you have any other highs whilst whilst with the youth team? Uh, any? key successes what you can remember off the top of your head uh, we, we got from from what I remember we, we got quite a good league position uh, in our first year we, we were playing the likes of Halls your Darlington's your Hartlepool's Bradford's we had a really strong league uh, we was, we did really well I remember in the first year uh, FA Youth Cup I think we played we played Lincoln and and they were giving it local bragging rights that they was going to smash us and do this and that. Uh, I think we, was, we ended up getting a draw. I can't remember if it was 2-0 down or come back to 2 all. We did lose on penalties in the end, uh, right. which was unfortunate. But since all bank under they, the line... They don't count, they don't count Jack. Exactly. We, we'll take the draw. Everyone got a point. <laughs> uh, sec- second year, uh, we, had a, we had a good cup run again, the FA Youth Cup. I think we was one round from playing Leeds United. Oh, what a dream for you that would have been oh unbelievable we had, we had a few Leeds supporters in the team me, me and Alex Beck diehard Leeds fans John O John O yeah of course John O me John O Beck yeah. Lee Beeson at some point we um, we was diehard Leeds fans we had a, we had a game against Odeby uh, we went 1-0 up 2-1 up conceded one and in the last minute I can't remember the lad's name cursing to this day uh, he's given away a penalty in the last minute that everyone on the pitch has shouted just stand your man and he's jumped into his back and gave away a penalty two all in the last minute extra time nothing and we, we lost on penalties before we got leads still kick it to this day never saying <clears throat> nothing worse than losing to them as well that team L- no, no that L word down the road <laughs> um, so you know highs, lows everything that comes with with the game um, let's get on to the funny stuff. Um, you know, I'm looking here across to my phone um, for the ones who are watching the recording. And, you know, I can see a picture of a nearly bald butcher. So yeah. uh, do you want to touch on, and this video will get put up because it is That's on YouTube. Fine. Okay. And That's you're a YouTuber, so you can put it on. I'll, uh, I'll send you the links, make sure it's on. <laughs> so, yeah. do you want to touch on what happened with, with Butch? Obviously, we know from the previous podcast, you know, Butch admitted he came in with a bit of the the swag, which he does regret now. Um, did you want to tell the Yeah, time? yeah, I'd love to, actually. Uh, Butch, <laughs> Butch, bless him, he, he's a good lad. He still is a good lad. He, he come in, and I know he regretted it. He, he said it quite openly to everyone. He, he's come in and he said, oh, I'll tell you what, I'm not here to make friends. I'm in it for myself. Fair enough. We all was, but we never openly said it. <laughs> uh, there is a video on YouTube called Snoz's Haircut, and this, this is the story <laughs> behind it, basically. I think he, he's come in and he said, you know what, boys, if I concede free in a game, you can, you, you can shave my hair. And we're like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, here we go. <laughs> Uh, it's, it's the only time we've drawn a game three all and actually everyone's buzzing for Monday <laughs> <laughs> I think we played Hartlepool and we, we drew three all immediately after it was like in the group chat and everyone in the change was like Butch your, your hair's getting shaved mate um, Ash, Ash Nichols was in the first team at the time and he, for some reason he left a shaver at the club and we was all like yes this is our moment <laughs> so we, we finished training and Butcher sat in the barber's chair that we made. Uh, JD, James Davis was on the shearing duties. Uh, Butch at the time had really long, curly hair, which I think he's lost now, bless him. But uh, he's got long, he had long, curly hair. Uh, so we started running these, this clipper through his hair. We get got the front bit done first. We leave the sides till the end. Little did we know that um, the battery was quite low on the shaver. So we ended up shaving his hair 
<laughs> he, we've just done the top bit and he's ended up bless him, looking like Krusty the Clown by the end of it because he's had just the side bits left <laughs> it, was, it was brilliant that, that, that was a moment I'll never forget what, what's funny though is we already know that he didn't used to get picked up he used to have to go to the bus station to, yeah. to catch the bus oh, I, I, honestly I've, I've laughed so hard that day <laughs> that it was amazing one of the best days at youth team. <laughs> off, the, off the back of conceding three as a defender, but yeah, but hey, every every silver lining, right? <laughs> so, um, so that that's a that's a brilliant story. Like I said, Cookie, we need to get that that link up. I'm sure Butch Butch will be laughing. He'll probably be dreading Jacko coming on this day. Actually, <laughs> um, did you want to uh, do and tell the tale of? Um, when you was at Freeston and and well, she told you. Yeah, um, obviously, first team manager at the time was Tommy Taylor. Um, I, I've done a, a lot of things unintentionally, which I think he grew to hate me, <laughs> which is probably why I never got a sniff at first team when he was manager. <laughs> it's totally my fault. He, he was a top top man. He, he had a lot of banter and a lot of knowledge, so you learnt a lot from him, but. Yeah, yeah. Just, just the things we ended up doing, just well, I did particularly, just never helped me. Uh, we used to have uh, training sessions down Freeston at the Danny Fleer Centre. Uh, particular sessions, he'd, he'd hammer me. I used to cross the ball. He used to call me seal feet because every time I'd scoop the ball, apparently, with my, he says, "Are you checking the right size of your boot?" Because I, I couldn't kick it properly in front of his eyes. But I think I was just nervous. He wanted me to cross a ball to the back stick, but. Every time it had to be between two two poles at the back. Every time I did it, I got a quid off him. Every time I didn't do it, I got hammered, basically, which is fair enough. Getting practice, bit of pressure. Um, it used to, now and again, Welsh made us run back from Freestone to the ground. So one particular age, his beast is like he usually did, SAQ work, run around the field, 60 seconds, the usual Welsh drills. Uh, so we thought, so, oh, come on, Welsh, man. We're knackered. No, no, no. Go. He, he's gone off in the red van. We thought, I'll tell you what, there's a. We'll, we'll start jogging down the back roads. We'll start jogging. So we've gone down the back roads. Uh, to this day, I want to say it's a tractor with a trailer. It's more likely a van, but we definitely we we hitchhiked basically. We stuck a thumbs up. We we all of us got on the back of this tractor or, or a minibus, uh, and it got us back to the ground. But it, sorry, it, it took us to the end of the back roads before we got to some built up village, uh, built up area. So it was all being quite clever. We thought, hey, we've been really clever here. We'll, we'll go a little bit slower so we get back to ground at about the right time that we could have jogged it and run it. Little did we know that following the tractor or the minibus behind us was Tommy Taylor in his car, <laughs> his first team manager. So. Uh, that didn't go down too well. He uh, he actually mended, ended up making us run back to Freeston from the ground and then back from Freeston to the ground again. Not over this move. You know what? I can actually remember you turning up and then leaving again. And, it, it probably was uh, that day. Yeah. And I, I can actually still remember um, Butch walking out with the hair as well. Uh, <laughs> um, I sort of tried to erase it, but it all come flooding back to me. Um, oh, brilliant. It just, things like that. It just... Yeah. Awesome. Um, what? What? But you also did something else to Tommy Taylor, Jacko, didn't you? What? What else did you do to Tommy? Again, this is yeah. probably what, coming up Tommy, later. Yeah, he hated you. So Tommy, Tommy moved to the area um, in in Wibberton, where I was living. He moved to the area. I used to. I was football mad as a youngster, so it used to get to any, any evening. Really, I'd be playing football in my mate's garden. He lived near near the main road near the pincushion, so we, we were hammering shots and we were just. We were just messing about really with football and we see Tommy now and again I'd go on a run around with it and he'd be walking his dog say hello play football in the garden he'd say hello but one night of it, of it probably the best shot I've ever done in my life full size goal it's in you know what they say yeah. <laughs> we didn't have a full size goal um, I've hit this shot left foot on top corner but unfortunately we didn't have a top corner that was full size it's managed to go over the fence miss the hedging and Tommy's walking his dog as he's coming onto the ball, it's it, it smacked him square in the face. I, I, could, I, could just, I could see my scholarship going before my eyes. <laughs> I've hit the first team manager with the ball square in the face. Oh, brilliant. I didn't go down too well. Did what, what, what did you do? Did you hide? 
Well, initially, our, our usual technique was if it went on the road, we just jumped to the floor. Obviously, it's hit Tommy Taylor square in the face and he knows I play football there. So I've literally stood up the fence going like in between as sorry, 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 as, as quickly as I could. Uh, checked he was all right and he laughed at it, but I think deep down, I don't think he really liked it. Everyone's down London Road seeing Jack on his knees saying sorry. Yeah, basically, yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Fantastic. No, I like that. But to be fair, um, Tommy used to get his own back, didn't you? What, what did he What did he make you do one time? Yeah, it was more than one time. He used to. We used, if you had a match at York Street, he'd, he'd watch. I remember playing Hull um, in, in a league game, and again he was, he was hammering hammering me for me crossing. He said every every cross that you you hit and it goes out of play at the far stick. He says if you do two in a game, I'm going to make you clean the car. <laughs> I remember doing one in the first half. Bloody hell, Nick, what are you doing? So every time like, I got the ball, I think you don't cross it, don't cross it, don't cross it. I don't want to clean this guy's car. <laughs> uh, midway through the second half, I crossed the ball. He, he sat in the stand where the commentary usually was. And it's gone straight out of play near him. All I remember is seeing Tommy Taylor stand up, clap his hands and go, Jacko, clean him a car. So I remember after the game, I had to clean his car. Should have kept it safe. Yeah, I should have. I should have. Keep, keep everything five yards. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Hey, the, the love-hate relationship between Tommy Taylor and Nick Jack. Fantastic. Hey, At least you know now why uh, Wamba Saka didn't cross the ball very often. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, no, great stuff. So, you um, you make it into the first team. Uh, you know, how, how did that come about did you get a phone call to go in for for training or was it just a natural no, it was more of a, where we were in the league I think I think it was more of where we were in the league and well she's just just got the job I couldn't with all the things that happened with Tommy even if it it wasn't kept in his head and it wasn't football related I don't think I would have ever got a chance we're going to rewind though because I, I've got down here because I can actually remember um and I it well, I remember it very, very well because obviously the the late great Dick Killick, who um, you probably rock, yeah, top top United, amazing. Um, no, sadly missed. Um, such such a top uh, gentleman. Um, I was actually stood with Dick uh, Killick and his wife that night um, near near the tunnel, well, near the tunnel entrance at Skate, where you, Beeson, um, and other youth team players played against Skate. Yeah. Uh, at their, their, obviously their old stadium back in the day and um, I always remember um, fondly that you played really well you played really well however Tommy didn't think so no no and he, he dragged you and I can remember speaking to you um, when you come come from the tunnel I think you may watch the second half or near the end of and I was like why, why have you been dragged you've been one of the best standout players and you I really remember your face just dropping saying told me I was looking told me I was rubbish you know yeah it, he did, it, he did. basically he said we might as well play with 10 men I think that's what he said to he you did. Right? he did he did he and did Fox, how shattering is that as a youngster and me uh Dick Killing I was with my dad as well I was like oh Jacko he's gonna be one hell of a player for this team because again like we touched on with Jono it was there in the palm of your hands, these kids. You got an opportunity of a lifetime um, where the club was at. And obviously, I know you're going to speak about Welsh taking it and you're getting your chance, but yeah. how was that on a night like that? You know, that's, that must have been another low yeah, it was, it was, it was. It was a, a pre-season game, I remember it. I remember it really well. We had, uh, yeah. I think we had a game before that as well. We played Sleaford. And he, he gave me 20 minutes as a right winger, which it, it was doing me no justice, really. Uh, and then we played Skeg the next yeah. day. Well, there is actually a background story to that, which is, you could class it as an excuse, but it generally it did mess us up a bit. It was in a car, it was me, Butch, uh, I want to say Crash, Beck. Yeah. We were driving home from the ground. And for some reason, this van started following us uh, and it was chasing us all over town. And we, we got through into town 
I don't know why. I, I don't know to this day. It was really random. This bloke started kick, trying to kick Beck's door in to drag us all out really? and beat us up. He was trying to smash his, his windows, smash his car. Uh, Butch actually saved me because I was, I was frozen in the moment, like, what are you doing to this bloke? And Butch reached through from the back and locked the door because this bloke was trying to pull me out for some reason. And this was on the way to get ready to go to Skeg to play the match. So oh we started, we started the match against Skeg. Uh, I played left wing again, not a position that I like, but yeah. you got to put your face in the picture. Um, and I, I, to this day, I, I just, I don't know. I froze. I think I, I tried my hardest as always and grafted and put my head down, but I think Tommy was right. I didn't have my best game. I really didn't. Uh, he, he was right to drag me. Um, maybe the words were a bit harsh, but, you're getting into men's football, you've got to deal with it. That's what you're going to get. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't think, I don't think I really did enough to warrant Tommy taking a liking to me and giving me that chance. Uh, yeah. Especially, it got to the point he was signing, he signed uh, Rob Wesley. He was a, he was a left back. Uh, Nick Reeson got signed up. He's yeah. ended up being the, my boss. Uh, I just, I looked at it and I thought, Do you know what? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to get a chance here. Uh, yeah. Things changed, obviously. Well, she got the job. Tommy, Tommy did uh, did his job, did a brilliant job. Well, she come in and, and he put his his trust in his his trusted youth players. Um, I think within a couple of weeks, he said to me, "Get ready." Uh, he told me on the Friday before. I can't remember. I can't remember who it was against. I remember. I remember the player I was against. I can't remember the team. I want to say it was Witten or something like that. Um, he said, you're starting tomorrow after training on Friday. I was like, oh, yeah, brilliant. Can't wait. Um, went home buzzing, a big Cheshire grin on my face. Uh, I told my mum, told my dad, told them, you're not allowed to come watch me play. I think that was more of a, a fear, like, oh, if I have a stinker here and I've got my mum and dad in the crowd, they're going to listen to abuse at me. Dad's going to end up chinning someone, or more likely, my mum will end up chinning someone. <laughs> I can't be doing with that. I can't be doing with that. Uh, um, yeah, I remember it well. I, was, I couldn't sleep that night. I got up. I think I was one of the first to the ground. To be fair, uh, in that Welsh, Welsh, you made us wear a, a, a jacket, a suit, and a tie job, and would go to the New England for breakfast before. I thought, bloody hell, this is it. This is a bit of me. This get my beans on toast on tap and <laughs> to go to get to go to the ground to play for the first thing I thought bloody hell hometown club I thought yes love it because I used to watch Boston from the Leroy Chambers Dave Rennie people like that I used to be, I was yeah. a Boston fan through and through even through to the league like your Mark Reeves Paul Ellenders Rusky Mailer I used to used to go away home and away home and away yeah so I thought brilliant I can't this is it this is this is what I've been waiting for I think within the we played played someone. I want to say it's Witten Albion. I, I might be totally wrong. We played played this team, and it was Leon Osman's brother on the right wing. Oh, pissing out. He's going. Sorry, he's, he's going to he's, he's going to be good. So in the first two minutes, we went for a challenge together, and I ended up headbutting him by accident, and he's gone off injured, uh, and I got up and carried on. And I remember at half time, well, she went, "That's it. That's it. You, you've done it. You've done your job." You, you, you've got your man off the pitch or you've scared him enough to, to do him. <laughs> and he was, he was bullying. I think I, I played, I think I played really well. It's, it was all a blur. I can't remember anything else other than that second minute head collision. But <laughs> it's weird. Your debut, you're building up to and you can't remember it. Yeah, well, to be, to be fair, Jacko, there is concussion policies out there now, so. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's probably why. Um, so, yeah, how the games evolved, but no, that, so that's the old old school mentality of the likes of Welsh's and probably even Tommy's. You know, that older style manager, you've done your job, and yeah. that's what it's about. That is welcome to non-league. Um, so, yeah, it's I've got again shout out to Christian James at, on Twitter at Boss United Stats. He's he sent me your stats across um, before we go into to more detail about the first team. Um, because your first team stats, Jacko, you, you played for the first team in 2008-2009. Uh, uh, you made 13 appearances, 12 starts. I'm guessing that was with Welshie. Yeah. 
2009 to 2010, you made five appearances with four starts. Um, debut came away at Spalding in the Unibon League Cup. This is the same as John Arbery. 1-6-1 after extra time. Yeah, crazy. Um, eight starts in a row from the 20th of Jan to March the 3rd, 2009, with four clean sheets in eight, which, uh, you know, is very good. Um, two league and three cup appearances in the treble win season of 09-10 season, um, with the games you've been played in were Brig, Lincoln United, Bradford Park Avenue, and at home to Ashton United and Hucknall. So that's not too bad, to say the least, because... and. I, I got this off Jacko earlier because, again, looking back in the past, it was a blur. I thought Jacko saw the season out and he was there with the likes of Rob and Paul, uh, which we're going to touch on uh, now um, with how it was to play for them. However, Jacko actually left in, at Christmas time yeah. and wasn't part of that squad, which I could keep on saying we'll come on to. So let's go first on... How was it to play for Rob and Paul? For they, the were, they, they were there. They were a different level. They they were they were class. They they were so professional, and you could see there's going to build something amazing. You yeah. just knew it straight away. Uh, they 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 offered me a six week trial, which I think I did. They did with all the youth team. I think from what I remember, it was only me and Alex Beck that took it. I think Butch was already on contract by then. Yeah, so he needed goalkeeper. Yeah. Um, and then they offered me and Alex Beck a trial. Uh, we we both took the trial. Or oh, sorry, no, I'll go back. I was doing injustice to the other people. They offered everybody a trial, but only me and Alex Beck accepted it. Yeah. So we went for it to Cranwell. We was training twice a week, three times a week, whenever they called us. And was all was both really trying to get this deal. It, it happened to fall that they they didn't find a left back. Um, so they, they kind of took a shine into me. Again, I looked at it as, as well. She said, you, you've got to make yourself stand out. And I remember we used to do these runs that I think Butch touched on it slightly. We used to do 12-minute runs around the cricket field. Uh, I think I finished third behind Churchy and Sleafy. Who, those two, I was never catching them a million years. They're just fitness freaks. I'm just a, I was just a little fat lad plodding along as hard as I could. <laughs> I think, to be fair, you do, you're doing yourself injustice. You you had thinned out by then. Um, <laughs> you're, you're, you're not the little fat cat. Yeah, yeah. I was I'm playing at FDC now. Um, no, I was, I was 17 fair, years old. 17 years old. Never 17 years old running around a field, and I was, I was trying my hardest. Yeah. Hey, look, and that's that's what you had to do, and you proved a point. Um, did both you and Becky get taken on then? Uh, I think I think it got so close to the season. I think Beck Beck made a decision not to uh, not to not to pursue it anymore, and he wanted to get first team football. Which I think if he stayed, I, I do think he would have got a deal. Yeah, I think it was the week later they turned around and said to me, "Oh, we like it. We're going to offer you a deal," which was perfect in my eyes. Uh, that was just before the week before we started uh, preseason matches. Yeah. yeah. Um, going, back, going back, I think Crash signed as well because he was part of the treble winning season. Well, he yeah, he was the he was the year he was a second year youth team at that point, right? Uh, and he he had first team forms as well, so yeah, he he was yeah, part yeah. of it as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was still we, we had preseason friendlies, and I, I was playing ev every game. I was starting every game, and I was doing all right. I was holding my own. I thought, yeah, come on, this is good. I think we got to got to the first game of the season, and I totally don't blame them at all. You're not going to throw a 17 year old that into the into the, the tough mix. We had uh, FC Manchester away. Uh, I remember I got on the bench. I was, I was buzzing with that, to be honest. I mean, we played at Berry's ground. The well, yeah. if it was, I think it was Berry. We played at Berry's ground, and I, I don't get me wrong. I was heartbroken when they read the team sheet. It was the, the first game that I wasn't selected to start under Rob Scott and Paul Erse, but again, I can totally understand their reasons that the team they had at their disposal was a joke. Uh, I sat on the bench for that. And then I think after that, it was, it was bit parts here and there. But I remember, I remember going training and there was letting people like Millie, he was coming back from fitness from breaking his leg. 
Yeah. There's letting Millie go get loan games here and there. I think a lad called Matt Kennedy, he was going getting loan games. Yeah. Every, every time that I asked, oh, can I go out alone? Can I get some game time? It was a, a no, we need you here. But I wasn't making the squad. And I thought, oh, what's the point? What's the point? Who was keeping you out, Jacko? Uh, they, they played they played a couple of lads who were right backs who, who were class to be fair and there was James there was Cullen, James Cullingworth yeah. and Chris Wood Woody um, they were they were good they, they were really good they were better than me but they were right backs in my eyes I thought well, I'm not I'm not getting a chance here I'm a left back and two right backs are playing instead of me so I, I was thinking well can I go out on loan can I try and prove myself get myself in their eyes start making a name for myself and see if I can get back and, and get back in the team. But every time I asked, it was a, it was a straight no. And there was, it, was probably, it, was probably, it was probably because they was getting paid a little bit more, Jacko, so they felt well, more yeah. worthwhile. Yeah, I, I, was, I, was, I was this 17-year-old. I thought, I've played a few games last year. I should be doing, should be doing all right here. Yeah. And then to, to get to a point where I'm not training full-time anymore, I'm not playing football, I, I've gone stagnant, and it, it really started to grate on me. And then at Christmas, uh, Stamford rung and said, oh, we're going to put an offer in. Can you, will you join us? And I thought about it and I, I ummed and ahed and like you do, I'm going, going away from hometown club. It's the team that I love. Yeah. Um, and I didn't want to do it. I sat, I sat um, at the Christmas do. We went on a night out in Lincoln. Uh, I was still 17. But I still managed to get in. And I remember Danny Davidson spoke to me and he said, Jacko, what don't leave. He says, you're young. He said, just bide your time and wait. And I wish I did, because it's always the what if. If if you stay, yeah. would I have done something, would I have played more games, which have been lovely. But in hindsight, I, I, I don't think I was good enough anyway. I don't think I was good enough for that level. And you've got to accept that when you become a, a football player. So I dropped down the leagues and I joined Stamford and I thought, oh, I'll start building my way up. I'll, I'll prove to them like I did with Welsh, I'll prove them wrong. I'll, grip my teeth and get on with it again and I went from there yeah like you say the, the what ifs um, <clears throat> you know like Danny big Danny D uh, was saying you know, just bide your time bide your time but the, the, obviously it, within yourself you're, you're thinking I'm probably not good enough uh, and you've made that assumption of yourself I know for a fact <clears throat> from a coach looking in and as a fan I I personally thought you was Um and we had this discussion anyway because I think he was potentially working for us at that time as well. Yeah, I think I was. Um, yeah. And like, what are you doing? Where are you going there? But, you know, at the end of the day, it's about playing football. It's about being happy. And upset at the same time because it's your hometown club. But the thing, the only thing you can take out of that, Rob Scott and Paul Hurst, who were straight shooters, mm. they were quite reluctant to not let you go. So yeah, that yeah. must have told you something that you were good enough in their eyes. However, they're at the position where it's a results-based thing. You've got somebody on X amount of money, which is probably a bit more than what the pain of 17-year-old. Yeah. They they probably think we have to play them because we're playing playing them more. I, we're paying them more, sorry. Um, so that's what it's probably come come down it, to. It probably but, did you there. Hey, it's it's a massive, it's a massive decision. Uh, to leave to go to Stanford because obviously you, you're you're training with the likes of or training against somebody like Mark Newsham. Yeah. Trying to mark Mark Newsham. Yeah. You know, trying to handle big Danny D. Um it was a handful at uh, in, in more ways than one, uh, <laughs> I'm sure. Um yeah, he was. You know, you, you've got a you're probably going for one v one battles against Sean Pearson. Yeah. Uh, uh, that that's I will fan- fancy to that to be fair. I'll give it a go. <laughs> um, you know, Sean, Sean was an absolute rock, wasn't he? He was just, yeah, sort of, yeah. Um, you're try, trying to keep up with the running, like you say, you came third behind Churchy and Sleethy again. Sleethy's probably completed an extra lap or two. Sleethy was a, a backpack full of bricks. So, Churchy and Sleethy, they, they had that um, friendship together where they just competed and they, they, they were amazing, they, they were yeah, a joke, and so. Massive decision to um, to leave leave the club. When when you was when you was there, who would you probably said was the standout? I know fitness wise, sleep, feed, church, but football and technical ability. Who would you say, you know, caught the eye and thought, and they used to produce in games as well. It was it was for me. There was 
I'll go for a defender, midfielder, and attacker. For me, defender Sean Pearson. What yeah. what a player! What a player! I mean, I've never seen a man attack a ball as as good as him. Yeah. A centre half getting over double figures a season, and he was guaranteed it from him. Unbelievable! And he had that he had that application about himself where he might not be the most technical, but he's gonna he's gonna do it. And you could see from the start that he was gonna go pro. He was just he was good. Midfield Churchy again. He went pro. He went to Grimsby as well. He he, he was technically good. He was it was hard in the tackle. He could score a goal, find a pass. Uh, up front Noosh, the Noosh. He's he's always going to get a goal, isn't he? It, he's, he's, got, he's got a VIP lounge, lounge named after him. Exactly. He was the man that when he arrived, I, I thought, hey, what? All, all these superstars. I'm going to add them all on Facebook. He was the man that didn't do social media. I don't think he owned a phone. When I t- when he when he turned up for pre-season, um, the, the only comment, uh, well, the only thing I got common with Noosh was um, we both got called up to jury service at the same time. <laughs> uh, I, I remember that, but Noosh went, I didn't. I I had health problems, so I got out of it. Um, so you make the decision and you go and join Stanford. We're going to revisit that bit in a minute, but we're going to stay on the the Boston United. Um, theme and Cooks, I think you're going to do this bit today. Here we go. So I'll hand you across to him. Uh, yeah, so it's the, the one to 11. So I believe Wrighty okay. asked you, Jacko, um, to pick a one to 11. I uh, yeah, yeah. chose a, a Boston one to 11. Am I right? Yeah, I think UCL would have been too difficult. The amount of times I've, I've, clubs have been at and played with and against it has been too difficult. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so we got a Boston one to eleven. So let, let's start. Uh, what formation are you going with first? Uh, Mike Bassett, four four two. Four four two. Yeah. Um, who's in goal for you? Uh, I, I didn't play with many goalies. I'll, I've chose a good friend and a top goalkeeper, James Doughty. He yeah. he, he was really really good, and he was he was. I think he made the bench. He might have made a few appearances when he was in the league. Uh, I only play. I played with him at the youth team only a handful of games. But the boy, when he's on it, he's, he's ridiculous. He he can boot the ball the length of the pitch, which I love because it's away from the danger. I think yeah. we played one youth team game against York and he scored. James Doughty scored. I thought, whoa, what's this guy? <laughs> uh, I remember we trained at Cranwell. He he was uh, he was against Anthony Eldon. He was just pulling out shot uh, save after save after save after save. So. He has to go in it for me. He was class. Yeah, top stuff. Left back? Uh, This is where I struggled a little bit. I couldn't pick a left back. Uh, So I just chose my four favourite defenders, if that's all right. (laughs) (laughs) Cookie, that's going to be a weird graphic, mate. (laughs) It is. I mean, you can put it it however you like. (laughs) That's what you call in coach in terms of an overload. Yeah. Uh, I started with... uh, I started with Sean Pearson... It's just head and shoulders above every other defender that I've played with. Tacking a ball, tough in the tackle, it literally put his head through a brick wall. Uh, partnering him, I had Ellie, Paul Ellender. Yeah. I was lucky enough that when I broke through a Welsh, that Ellie agreed to come back and he was playing as well. Again, what I learned from him in just a short space of time, even just training with him, uh, brilliant, really a, a leader a true leader. And obviously with his league appearances behind him, he's a Boston legend, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Roughly. Um, say again, sorry. He's got a bar named after him at the new club. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, I'm, I'm, it's like I'm promoting the new stadium with all these names. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next one I've got is Michael Wood. I just, he was, he was somebody to look up to. He was breaking in. He was one of Tommy's boys. Tommy loved him, and for every reason he should. He was breaking into the the uh, Blue Square North team, and he was getting getting Player of the Month at 18 years old and things like that. He was built correctly. Oh, would go training at Jeff Mulder after, and Woody would be in the sauna or steam room, and he'd be doing sit ups and press ups in the sauna and steam room. So, Woody, just chill, just chill. But that is literally what you needed to do to get into the first team, and his dedication got him to it it's just the a shame is, that it didn't work for him the thing with Woody did you ever see him smile he was very very serious wasn't he he was a mean guy a he mean guy a if mean you ever got guy. a headlock from Woody you're not getting out of it 
Uh, and last last person in my defenders is Canners. Uh, it's class, class. Obviously, being a fan, watching him in the league for Boston and getting the chance to play with him is just brilliant. Not just the fact that he was one of my idols, he's he's, he's a top class defender. Started at Arsenal and made his way down. You could, just a true ball player. Um, and he, and he was he was top at getting all those lads on uh, insurance as well, right? <laughs> yeah, I think so. a clean sweep of that. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm still paying for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, br- brilliant, brilliant defence. Like, like it. Um, on to midfield. Midfielders, I've got I've got a little formation for this. I think you can work that quite well. Uh, my centre centre mids, Sleafy and Churchy. I can't I can't look past them. What they did for Boston and is ridiculous. They literally carried the team between them. Uh, they got the games by the scruff of the neck. They, they complement each other so well. Church would be the physical. Uh, Sleefy would then do the running and the passing or, or the other way around. Sleefy would do the physical. Church would do the running and the passing. They're just brilliant to watch. They really were a class above. On the wing, I've got Jamie Yates. Do you remember Yates? See? Yeah. I've never seen a bloke at that, at that point in my playing career. I've never seen a bloke that could cross a ball so pinpoint. He could he could beat his man with a little shimmy and he's he's in. He was he was class. Really good, nice bloke as well. He, he didn't have to he didn't have to uh, clean Rob and Paul's car then. No, no, he's good at <laughs> <possible. laughs> <laughs> Uh On the other wing, I went with my uh, youth teamers, Mitch. Mitch was so underrated. He 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 had class to be so good. I nearly put him at right back till I remember the play with Canners and he just. He, he couldn't get in ahead of Canners, bless him. <laughs> um, he would have to be right back for me, uh, right mid. Sorry, he 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 was so good. He, he is to this day. He's the bloke. He could go out on a Friday night to this day, and he turn up on a Saturday, which he has done in the past, and still be the best player on the pitch. He he really is good. And he's still playing to a good level now. I think he's at Peterborough Sports. I think yeah. they beat Boston in the cup two three years ago, and Mitch was a standout yeah, yeah. performer that day. It's, again, I think he was showing them what they're missing. Yeah. So he has to make it for me. Yeah. Top midfield strikers? Uh, the Noosh. The Noosh, he, he's got to be in it. You guaranteed goals from him. Uh, wherever, wherever they are in the box, guaranteed Noosh would t- turn up to get a tap in. Not yeah. a problem. The other one, Ricky Miller. He, so much untapped potential with that guy. He, he, he was class. He would not give you a second as a defender. And some of the goals that he, he's gone on to score for Boston and for ev- every other team he's played with are just ridiculous. He's just got that mentality where he's got to prove people wrong. He's got to do it. He's got to be the guy, the fittest guy. I think if you look at him now or follow him on social media, you see that he's out doing runs. He's, he's the busiest guy that you can see, but he wants it. He wants it that bad that he's going to make it. And he has. He has. He, he, he reminds me of that, that Jamie Vardy-style striker. Yeah. Hunts you down, works hard for the team, leads from the front. Yeah, that's true. That is totally true. And you always need someone like him. Yeah. Ricky is one of the best, best players for rolling a defender and earning penalties. The amount of penalties he would earn in a season is, you know, well, it was astonishing. Um, and he just used to do the same. And, but you would, even if he was having a quiet game, you'd never take him off because one ball in turn, yeah. roll, you get a penalty. And if you've got a decent penalty takers in the team, you know, you're onto a winner. Yeah. Um, do you have a bench, Jacko? Uh, I didn't actually. I didn't put a bench. No. I didn't. I straight 11. He's starting 11. He doesn't need any subs. <laughs> yeah. <Sorry. laughs> Proper full on Mike Bassett. So, well, there's a few contenders in here. Who would you go for as your captain? Captain Skipper. Well, looking at it, I've got I've got the team in front of me, so I didn't forget it. Uh, I mean, it is a team full of leaders. Yeah, uh, it's got to go to Ellie. It's got to go yeah. to Ellie. Like it could have gone to Sean. It could have gone to Churchy, Canners, any any of them. But Ellender for me, he was just brilliant. Unreal. Quality. Yeah. Who, who would who would manage your team? Hmm. Uh, it's got to be Scotty and Hurst. It's got to be. As much as I want to give it to Welshie, Scotty and Hurst, they turned up and got what they they were brought in to do. They delivered and they were brilliant. Boy, did they do that. Um, until they went and joined the, uh, the Mariners. Um, so that's that's your Boston time. So, you know, going, going back, 
obviously made the decision to leave uh, Stanford. Now, I I was having a discussion with you earlier, Jacko, about the the teams because I, was, I wrote I started writing them down. I'm thinking this can't be right. He has played for so many teams. <laughs> Basically, Cookie Jacko is also called Mister Lincolnshire or Mister UCL uh, local <laughs> because he has played for every single local team. And he's probably joined them on multiple occasions as well. So I'll, I'll list you up because if you're not um, okay with them. So here we go. So he obviously joined Stanford on that Christmas, uh, Christmas time. Um, good stat though here. And this is a stat not from Christian James. This is from Jacko himself. Mm-hmm. Um, he joined uh, in that treble winning season. Uh, however, he won the Link Senior Shield against Boston on penalties that season. Yeah, I think it's that season or the season after. I think we played at York Street. Uh, I would think, comparing it to what Christian said, I would say it was the season after. Yeah, I think it might have been the season after, to be because fair. Because they might have passed that as the treble, you see. Yeah, I think it was the season um, after. So, he had short spells at Wisbeach and Spalding. Um, he's played for Boston Town numerous times. Um, Pinchbeck, and he's currently at Hull Beach United. Jacko, why so many? <laughs> uh, in a nutshell, I've chased the money. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, yeah. Chase the money. Is there any teams that you've you've played for um, where you've probably thought I should have stayed a bit longer? I shouldn't have made the jump for money. Yeah, Stamford. When I was at Stamford, uh, they went on to win win the league and promotion the year I left. It was a common theme. Leave Boston to win it. Leave Stamford to win it. Uh, I should have stuck out longer there. Uh, Hull Beach. I should have stayed at Hull Beach the first time. But yeah, uh, not not many regrets really. Hindsight would have been a wonderful thing. Uh, I wish, I wish I didn't chase the money. But at the time when I'm getting the money, I'm thinking, yeah, this is a good decision. Yeah. Well, that, that's non-league for you. That, and you know, it is. Mate. It is. What. Yes, it's enjoyable uh, and uh, you're, with, you're with your mates playing and, and whatever, but at the same time, it also pays the bills and it's a it's a second job. And like anybody, people move jobs to where the money's at. So, um, now I, I knew you would come out with that anyway. I just didn't think you'd admit it on camera, to be honest. No, I don't. I no shame in it. No shame. <laughs> uh, so... Uh, um, Boston did, was you there with the um, FA Cup run when Frosty was in charge was you there then no no I wasn't there I wasn't there with Frosty for that although he did a really good it, job yeah um, with Hull Beach you won the uh, Lynx Senior Cup uh, sorry Lynx Senior Cup won the Lynx Trophy uh, while she was there he was captain as well yeah that was achievement. that um, been any any relegation battles no, I've, I've always, I've always been towards the top of the leagues. To be fair, I've always been, never won it. I'd love to win it. Time's ticking on. COVID's killing, oh, yeah. killing my ambition. But <laughs> um, I've always been towards the top. Always top five, top six. Uh, UCL, always up there. One of a challenge. It helps as well that, like Jono mentioned in the past, I'm now back with Jono, where oh, we've yeah. gone from left back and right back from grammar school days to now playing centre half each other because we both got slow <laughs> but hey first five yards are up there Jack, remember that hey or first ten now yeah um, so did um so you you've moved around clubs is there any manager which stands out which probably if they can call in you'd go straight away or would it still be had to be right for the situation you're in. I think I've, I think I've learned as I've got older and wiser that the best thing in football is to enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, if you're at a club and you're at a manager that, that rates you, you're playing, you're enjoying it, you're surrounded by good people, and stick at it. Let, yeah. let the manager build a team around you guys instead of you searching to fit into a team that's going to win something. You've um you've played under obviously Welsh, who's a top coach, top coach, and he went obviously into got you into the first team manager. And you got you had Rob and Paul, uh, you had Melly at grassroots. 
them non-league teams that local teams that you play for is there any where you thought he puts on decent sessions this is enjoyable yeah I, I've, I've there's a few to be fair I, uh, Simon Clark at Stamford he was brilliant yeah. he used to be the, the head of youth at Lincoln and he got the Stamford job when I was there he was amazing he, he was he was really good his sessions were, t- were top notch um, I think he's he, something to do with Knox County Academy or Watford Academy now he's, he's gone to another academy uh, he he was brilliant. His sessions were fantastic. Uh, who else was there? I'm going to give him a mention. Tom Roberts. He was good at Whole Beach. And then when he left, Daz Eady, he, he come in as well. I mean, Daz, Daz was a great player anyway. Anything at the front front post and he's nodding it in. But eventually it turned to uh, coaching us. Uh, and he got him back to the fitness that I wanted to be at, which eventually led us to winning that, that title uh, with Holbeach, he he was the one that made us fit. And at the start of the year, we looked like we were going to win the league. Uh, unfortunately, it got to Christmas time and we kind of faltered off a little bit. But Daz, Daz was brilliant. Daz was brilliant. Well, um, um, how come you had, like, short spells at Wisbeach and Spalding? Because I've, it's it's quite funny. Yeah, normally like, I... I John seen... Jono's at Wisbeach, he went to Spalding and he, he said, I just couldn't fit into the mould. I just didn't... I wasn't suited to be there. Did you yeah, get that I, was, I, was, I was the same. I think uh, it doesn't help that uh, you go in and you're surrounded by all these superstars. It was like there's like the Real Madrid Galacticos of the UCL at the time. There's chucking all this money here and there. Uh, yeah. Pat Pat was the manager and he signed me towards the end of the season and they was going for the title. I think we played we played somebody we played Hull Beach. In fact, it was Hull Beach, um, and they 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 won one nil or two one. And one of the goals, it was, it was totally my fault. I tripped over my own feet and ended up doing a roly-poly. But <laughs> that, that time on, I thought my days were numbered, so I quickly left Spalding. We, we need to find that clip. <laughs> I think there's a picture okay. somewhere. I'm sure <laughs> there is. I know, I know there is. <laughs> Jacko doing his Robbie Keane impression. So, um, <laughs> nah, it, and it was that the same with Wiz Beach as well then? No, Wiz Beach, and I'm, I'm doing it injustice here, I would have mentioned Gary Setchell as well. He... Um, he was a fantastic manager and coach. He um, he was the manager at Wisbeach. Unfortunately, it got to uh, playing. We were going to places like Newcastle away, and I was I was a teacher and cooking cooking and vouch for this. He was in in the school when I was a teacher, and I'd be turning up like a zombie because I played at Newcastle away, and then I'd turn up after the weekend and marking books and planning again. That um, I just I couldn't do my job at the same time as as coach. Uh, sorry, as play. Uh, so I had to I had to knock that on the head when the, the travelling took its toll too much and I couldn't do my job. So I had to go back down to UCL uh, and to a comfortable travelling area, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I, yeah, see, John, he's changed his circumstances as well, hence why I went to Old Beach. Um, when... When life circum well, when life changes, obviously I spoke about it earlier. You're, you're now a dad. Um, yeah. <clears throat> how how old? Uh, three, three years three. old. Three yeah. Years. Nice. Uh, my my little boy turned three the other day, so I I know it very well. <laughs> um, so after I say after football, but it sounds like you've retired from the game. You haven't. You're very much still within it. Um, so you went on to do teacher training obviously you work for the Boston United community scheme um alongside me uh, and and the other coaches within the community program um like I keep on saying on every single podcast you guys who came on was very well liked great rapport with people you know at, but they like your football you just know when it's time to move on yeah you went you went to your teacher training uh yeah. Lincoln was that yeah I went to Lincoln Coach Uni Lincoln Uni um and you're now a full, fully qualified teacher. Yeah. Uh, what? Where, where have you worked at since the since the days of Boss United? Um, I've I've had less less schools than clubs. Um, <laughs> I started at I started at Carton Road, uh, and then I went to do my teacher training from Carton Road. I went to Gosburn Academy, and I'm now at my, my my school, which I love. I love my job. It's at Greenfields Academy in Grantham. Yeah. Working for our youth teams. Yeah, team. Finley's dad. He's yeah. the boss. Give him a mention, get a pay rise. 
Shout out to Chrissy Almond. There we go. We've got it in. Uh, pay rise coming your way, Jacko. Um, yeah, like I say, you, you absolutely love it. Um, circumstance being a dad, everything's all manageable. You're happy where you're at at the minute, apart from obviously with the COVID stuff. And yeah, cannot wait to get back playing again. I'm sure of that. Um, Cookie, have, have you got any more questions for for Jacko? Uh, yeah, let's just go with a with a one more uh, usual question. Just one thing you would give a, a a young player coming up through one bit of advice you'd give. Uh, if I could take it from my experiences, uh, you've got to like Welsh said, look at the person you're against. Are you better than that person? If you're not better, what can you do to make yourself better? Do the extras, stay after training, practice your free kicks, your, your clearances, go to the gym. Do as much as you can, because at the end of it all, if you don't get selected, you can turn around and go, do you know what, I'll give it my all. It's based on my ability, not my my hard work and dedication to it all. When you get there, when you find your level, make sure you play for someone uh, that you respect and you enjoy the area that you're in. Don't chase the money. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it information from Mr Lincolnshire. <laughs> um, Jacko, that is literally from top of your head. Is there any more stories that which are clean enough to share? Uh, uh, honestly, I, I had so much, so many stories lined up. And then when you text me saying, no, they're clean, I had to really adapt and sit and think for an hour. <laughs> so I'm going to leave that. I'm, I'm clean still. <laughs> we'll, hope, we'll hopefully get other people's takes on it, I'm, I'm sure. Um, before you go, would you happy to make Jono's? One to eleven. Oh, buzzing! Absolutely it's buzzing with that. I, I text him privately, going, oh, "Do you know what? Thank you." And his kind words are really, really nice. Yeah. It really, really made me smile. There we go. Um, off script, may putting smiles on people's faces. <laughs> that's what we're all about doing this time. So, uh, Jacko, that's all from me. Uh, Cookie, that's all for you. From you, yeah. Yeah, fantastic. Thanks, Jacko. Yeah. No, thank you. Jacko, really appreciate you coming off on off script, mate. Um, yeah, thanks for that. And we'll hopefully see you playing very, very soon. All right. Thank Take you. Take care, mate. See you Cheers. soon. Bye. Bye.